You're listening to the Berkshire Football Stories podcast. This episode of Berkshire Football Stories was sponsored by The Curious Lounge in Reading and Ticket Pass, the ethical ticketing company. Hello and welcome to the Berkshire Football Stories chat podcast with me, Rob Davis, and uh, Tom Canning and uh, Carl joined us this week, but we have two very able uh, replacements. We have Neil Maskell from Maidenhead United. Good morning, Rob, and, and good morning to everyone else. And uh, Joshua Brown from the Maidenhead Advertiser. Joshua, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me. How, how are we doing, guys? Are we okay? Yeah, good very good. You. Thanks. Good. Yeah, we've got a, a wealth of knowledge on the panel today. So we've, uh, um, we're going to be coming a, covering a wide range of topics. Um, but we're going to start with the midweek fixtures, as we, are, uh, as we tend to do. And uh, Neil, you were actually at one of the games uh, last night, on Tuesday night, uh, a local derby or a Berkshire derby between... Wokingham and Edbrook and Hollyport. Hollyport eventually coming out uh, victors 1-0. Uh, what did you yeah, make of it? It was an excellent game. Um, you know, 1-0 doesn't sound the most thrilling, but there was chances galore um, in, in that game. And it only only took a late goal to uh, to win it. Um, it looked like it was going to be one of those, you know, nil-nils. You think, how, how on earth have, have both teams not scored? I think, in all honesty... Um, talking to Wokingham people afterwards, they they agreed that that Hollyport deserved the win. Hollyport had the the, the lion's share of the chances, um, you know, really good clear chances as well. Some some good goalkeeping kept them out, but Wokingham had two really good chances at nil nil as well. Um, you know, real real kind of chances in front of goal. One was scuffed. One was put wide at the far post, and you thought perhaps if they scored first, maybe they would go and sort of snatch it. So they're in a difficult place at the moment, aren't they? Wokeham, they've hmm. that's now nine league games without a win. Um, they've got a young side, and um, it's difficult, isn't it, when you get into a spell with games being off and um, and uh. And then the form dips. It's it can be hard to get out of it. There's um, hilltop of the one team below them. There's yeah. only one team that goes down this year, Rob. I think I'm it right is. in saying is that it's right? Great. Yeah. So hilltop are below them, but hilltop have got games in hand. They've had a vase run apparently. Hilltop. Yes, they're, they have. Yeah. They're tied up in the vase. But the good news for Wokingham is the teams above them have played more games. They've got games in hand, but. They just need to burgle a win somehow, somewhere. Um, they're mm. at Chalfont on Saturday, and um, they, you know, they're I think they're a mid-table side, so that could be the one. I think they were really disappointed. You know, on paper they saw mid-table Hollyport as a chance to to get something, but Hollyport were deserving of the win overall. I don't think there could be any uh, complaints about the the result. Mm. So, as you say, Wokingham. Slightly precarious at the moment. There's only, as you say, only one team below them in Hilltop, and that team is only one point behind them uh, with four games in hand. But um, yeah, Chelfon St. Peter, uh, five points ahead of them actually in 16th, uh, 20 teams in the division, 16th. So uh, three places above uh, Wokingham and Embrook. And, um, you know, a win there would really sort of 
not only help uh, working in Embrook, but probably bring Chalfont into it in a, a little so, bit as well. So, uh, yeah. So yeah, slightly uh, nervous times, uh, but um, uh, for working in Embrook, but uh, uh, Hollyport are actually looking like a, a, a reasonable side at the moment. Uh, last season, they uh, were sort of uh, just maybe slightly, they were, were involved in the relegation battle, but probably pulled themselves out of it slightly earlier than a couple of other teams. And so, and this season, they, I think their ambition was to be mid-table, come around the halfway point and see where they can go from there. Well, it's around the halfway point. They're mid-table at the moment. They're currently 12th with games in hand over a lot of the teams above them. And they're actually only six points off the playoffs. So um, it's it's been a pretty good uh, sort of maybe under the radar season for Hollyport. Joshua, maybe I'll bring you in on this one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, everything you just said, yeah, is true. I mean, that, that that win last night was their third league win in a row. Um, and, and notably away as well. They've had three away games on the bounce and to win three, you know, three grounds you're not sort of familiar with. I mean, that's, that's pretty impressive at any level of football, isn't it? But... Um, mm. Yeah, you'd have to look at some of their players, sort of chat to them quite regularly, notably Kiki Zimba. It's obviously Mainhead United fans and, and the, the guys over there will be quite familiar with. But he, he seems to be having a great season, sort of chatting to some recently reckoned he sort of scored something like 10 goals and three assists in 19 appearances. I mean, that's, that's a great return. Um, and also the fact that I think what's helping him as well this season is he's dual registered with Marlowe. So he's seen a lot of, or playing a lot of football with them guys as well, or at least been around that environment. So he knows what's, What's demanded, and he's sort of bringing that experience, all those sort of like short the minutes he gets there, um, back to Holly Point. It's really helping them tremendously. So, yeah, I mean, where they're sitting at the moment is great. I'm sure Sam Locke's really happy with that, and he's sort of probably keeping them grounded, making sure they're not going to get any nosebleeds anytime soon, knowing that they're that mm. close to the playoffs. But, um, yeah, really impressive, really impressive mm. lately. So, you mentioned three away games, they've actually got three home games on the bounce now against teams sort of. Around them in the table, I guess. Uh, North Greenford, three points ahead of them. Uh, Ardley, level on points with them. And then uh, Harefield, actually, uh, you know, perhaps more down to the uh, bottom end. So, you know, a real opportunity to sort of maybe just uh, sort of start, start nudging away towards that top end of the table and maybe not a playoff uh, position, but certainly a top half uh, uh, finish could be on the cards for Hollyport. How, how do you reckon, Neil, uh, having seen them last night? Uh, yeah, they, they they played some really good football last night on a on a bobbly pitch. Um, they had really good width in the side, um, really impressed. Uh, last time I, I saw them was uh, just before or just after Christmas at Reading City and they were, they they ended up on the wrong end of a 5-0. Um, mm. But it was 0-0 when they had 11 men on the pitch, they had a sending off. Uh, second half, the conditions were, were quite difficult. And Reading are a good side, as as we know. So on the basis of that one, you would have thought like there'd be nowhere near it. But I feel for them in, in a way because they've had um, problems, obviously, with, with getting games on with uh, with the pitch at Summer Lees, um, you know, being being flooded and, and, and problems uh, down there. So they've actually, you know, taken it on the road, haven't they, as we've said, and, and got those good results. And look, why not? I mean, um, they keep going. They've got some some good young players, a good management team. I, I, I thought they really played some, some good football um, last night on a, on a quite a boggy, bumpy, bobbly surface. Um, so, yeah, you know, why, why not? They, they, they should aim uh, high. I was talking with some of their 
uh, committee people last night, and they were talking about nosebleeds and being in the top half. Well, <laughs> you know, why, why, why not aim a, a bit higher? You get that momentum behind you. Kiki scored the winner last night, coming off the bench. You know they've got some, they've got some real quality. Pendlebury um, up front yeah. held the ball up well for them as well yesterday. I was impressed, impressed with him. They looked a good side. Um, so yeah, let's let's see how they do. If they get some. Get a couple of results in those next three, then they they really are um, looking at uh, looking upwards, aren't they? Good, absolutely, yeah. So certainly a team to keep an eye on uh, for the remainder of the season. See how uh, well they can finish, and hopefully, you know, much improved on last season. Um, even if they don't reach the playoffs, yeah. but uh, the the chance is there. So yeah, a good one to watch for the next uh, next few months, shall we say? Um, well, let's move on to another side that um, uh, played a little bit of midweek football. And Neil, it's a side we spoke about uh, a couple of weeks ago. Last time we were both on the pod, one of our main topics of discussion was, uh, can Binfield stay up? And uh, we uh, we were sort of all hopeful, but maybe ultimately pessimistic, I think it's fair to say, uh, considering where they were. They were um, halfway through the season. They only had four points on the um, on the board. And uh, we sort of all agreed that they had 20 games left. They probably needed 30 points from those uh, uh, 20 games. And the upcoming game against uh, uh, Metropolitan Police was very key because they had some tough fixtures after it. Well, they won that game against uh, Metropolitan Police, getting their first league win of the season. And they backed that up by with a home win against uh, Southall, uh, a team who was second at the table, which was uh, quite incredible. Um, last night didn't go quite as well for them. Uh, a, playing at home against a very good uh, Westfield side, a team going for the playoffs. They lost 3-2, but they've given themselves a little bit of a, a little bit of hope there. Yeah, the performances are certainly improved. And uh, what say you now? Do you still think, uh, do you still, are you still slightly pessimistic or is there a slight bit of hope uh, returning to the, the question here? I think they've got every chance now, haven't they? Um, it's a pity last night they were two up, weren't they? I believe yes, in the game last night. That that always feels a bit like a missed opportunity. But they're in games, you know. They mm. were before Christmas. They were losing matches against good sides, you know, nine nils and yeah. you know, eight ones and things like that. They're in games. Uh, it's such a pity, even at two nil. You know, getting back to two two, you think hang in there. So you know, it's one that's got away, I guess. But that's that's two brilliant wins. To isn't it funny football? You know, you you, <laughs> you do nothing all season, and then um, and then you know, in the space of a week, you've 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 suddenly got two wins where you didn't have anything. The momentum is so big, isn't it? I, I hope last night doesn't sort of check it a little bit, but you know, they've 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 got they've seemed to have signed well and and and, and bought people in and. Um, and you know they they they've got a chance now. Haven't they? I think they've got um, look at their fixtures here. They've got Hartley Whitney away, haven't they, on mm. Saturday? I don't think they're particularly flying, are they, Hartley Whitney? Uh, they're just outside yeah. the playoffs, Hartley. Whitney. Well, they are higher so, than it was last season. Three. They went down, wasn't it? Okay, yeah. sorry. Yeah. So, oh, well, so that's a tough one then. It is. Um, but you know that they, they they've just got a they're in games. That's the main yeah. thing, isn't it? They're in games. They were getting hammered in games before uh, Christmas when it looked really bleak. So if they're in games, they've got a chance, haven't they? So yeah. it's still, yeah, they're, they're in there. They're, they, they've they've got a they've got a chance. There'll be some teams panicking above them now. 
Mm. There's still a fair way from safety. I mean, we're looking at uh, 10 points uh, to get to Guernsey, who are in 19th, Binfield in 21st. Um, but, uh, you know, they've closed the gap to Corinthian casuals above them. They're only three points behind them now. So, uh, and there's a game against Corinthian casuals coming up in, uh, I think, uh, three matches time for them. So, you know, that's going to be huge. Um, it's a home have, game, isn't it? That's so, a home game indeed, yeah. So they've got, got, to uh, got to win that one. They'd absolutely do, but they've got two top half table sides before then. So uh, tough uh, run of fixtures, but they beat they just beat the team in second place, Southall. So uh, you know, yeah. who knows? They like you say, they're in games and they've got uh, a little bit more of an opportunity. So they're giving themselves a chance, I think it is. If we were sat here now saying they'd have lost all three games since we'd spoken to, about them last, I think that would have certainly been a little bit more um We'd have been a little bit more bleak about them now, regardless of performances. But uh, you know, they've given them got themselves six points. That probably means they still need another twenty-four or so. But uh, they've got they got the first six. So you know, good yeah. luck to them. Hopefully, they can push on. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, get behind them and see what they can do. Absolutely. Um, uh, okay. Uh, further teams that played this week uh, in a slightly different competition, uh, and no. We'll talk about our Maidenhead. Now, normally, I come straight to you, Neil, being the experts on Maidenhead. But we also have another expert on Maidenhead here today. <laughs> so uh, maybe it's uh, best to get a sort of, yeah, slightly <laughs> outside view of uh, uh, how how he sees the season going. Uh, Maidenhead, we'll talk about, first of all, the, um, uh, the long-delayed uh, FA uh, Barks and Bucks Senior Cup game. A 4-0 victory on Monday night against uh, Milford. Um, Good result for them in the end, uh, even though I suppose uh, it made it we're always going to be favourites in that one, Joshua. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, for looking from the outside, um, I wasn't at the game, but um, I mean, it's a win that Sean Mikulski said at the end is, is is good just to be a confidence booster or anything. I, you know, they were favourites going into that game, and I don't yeah. think they were likely to lose it unless something went dramatically wrong, but um, but yeah, I mean, a, a, a good comprehensive win and, and you know to see Sean Mikulski on the score sheet you know three times a hat trick that's good for him as well you know the player has struggled I think is fair to say in front of goal occasionally this season maybe squandered some favourable chances if that's fair to say but um, yeah by all accounts was, was at his best uh, um, well this week and um, yeah a good good to see him score and also a youngster as well I mean that's always nice isn't it when you see one of the academy boys brought through and, and get the chance and, and take it it's um you can see just how much it means to them. So yeah, good, a good result for both. Obviously, getting further in the, the competition, closer to some silverware, and also for the players that are involved. It's good, good to see them in high spirits, isn't it? So that's always... absolutely yeah. Big tie in the next round. They'll be at home to MK Dons. Uh, any idea when that will be at the moment? Oh, uh, careless talk on these things is always dangerous. Bob. It, needs the, it needs to be played by the end of the month. And if you look at our fixtures, it leaves one date. So I'll let you work that one out. Um, I, I, I can't uh, say anything at the moment because we're obviously waiting for uh, Milton Keynes to just come back to us and and, and, uh, and confirm. But um, yeah, the, the BBFA do want it played uh, before, before the end of the month. It'll be at York Road and... I'm not quite sure what kind of side uh, MK will put out. Obviously, they're going for promotion in League Two. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't see that the County Cup's going to be a priority for them. Um, so I, I'm not really sure what they've got in terms of a development team or a, or a sort of an, you know, under 23s. Um, but I'm sure they've got a big enough squad. 
And again, it'll be a really good chance, hopefully, for some of those younger players. Aaron O'Brien's academy uh, continues to do well. We've got players, as, as, as Josh knows, that uh, have come through that and done well for us. And um, uh, we had three boys starting on Tuesday. Uh, one of them, Jaden Dundas, scored. As, as Josh said, he peeled away when he scored his goal. And you could see that meant the world to him. It was a good finish mm-hmm. uh, from the young winger. Um, and it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good night. I, I enjoy, I enjoy the Bucks and Bucks games. It's good to play different opposition, perhaps not quite the same pressure as a league game, should we say? Mm-hmm. Um, but equally good to have another game. So there's more chance for some of these, uh, younger players to, to make a name for themselves and to, to impress Dev. So if anyone's thinking about a midweek game and is looking at saying for the end of, uh, February at the moment, that looks the favourite date, but I can't uh, rubber stamp it quite yet, unfortunately. But uh, we'll look forward to that one when it comes around. There we go. Yeah, another um, a league side coming to uh, a Berkshire Nine League round is always a big occasion. We've had some mm. great ones uh, over the last uh, few years. You know, Wickham at uh, Ascot and, uh, I mean, uh, Bournemouth at Tadley last season was also great. So, yeah, hopefully this can be another one of those occasions where we uh, get a good crowd at York Road and have a really uh, good atmosphere. But, yeah, uh, Bracknell, Bracknell were the of course they beat MK last year, weren't they in the semi final? So there's yeah. a bit of uh, precedent there. So uh, we'll they, yeah, also had Ipswich in the FA Cup last year. So you know some yeah. really big games recently. It's been great. Yeah, in, uh, for that regard. Um, but uh, away from the the League Cup, mate, they had a great win at the weekend. Uh, uh, Joshua, you know, another good performance, and um, uh, mate, that. Looking uh, uh, reasonable in, in the uh, in the national league. Um, how do you how do you see their season so far? Yeah, well, from, from what I've, I've seen, it's um, it, it's been steady. I mean, mm. it's they had this lengthy lengthy streak, I think, where they they didn't lose a match or, or they certainly went on quite a positive run. But but then when you look at it, also there are a handful of points above the drop zone. So it's, it is a really challenging league. I mean, Alan Demish has always maintained that it's one of the toughest leagues in English football. And, and you can see that more so than ever this season, I feel like, because they had this long streak where, I mean, they didn't look like they were going to lose any time soon. And then when you, you sort of do the maths and you think, oh, they're only a handful of points above things, but they've just got to keep keep going, you know, and, and that win, obviously, at the weekend is is a big one. Just, to, just again, a, a confidence booster and I saw saw when Josh Kelly scored. I thought, oh, wait to see the highlights of that, see if he celebrated <laughs> or what. But um, but no, I mean Sam Barrett as well to be on the score sheet. It's great for him. You know, he wasn't wasn't playing too much football at Barnet. He's a fan favourite at York Road. Really good player. Really really nice guy as well. It's, it's it was it just seemed like a good good result all round for them at the weekend. And um, yeah, like I said, it might not put them a, a, a huge distance away from the drop zone, or it might not do. A great deal in the in the grand scheme of things at the moment, you know, it's it's, it's a win that they can build upon and a performance they can build upon. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's uh, as you say, it's a tough league. It'd be it's a very important win because I mean, if they hadn't won, they'd have only been two points above the uh, above the drop zone today, sort of thing. So uh, mm-hmm. and even the there's no side this season who's uh, are getting cut off. Even Oxford City, who are bottom of the table, are only uh, three points from safety at the moment. Um, Kidderminster Harriers, who are second bottom, are on a three-game winning run, and uh, even filed are uh, ten points for their last four. Um, so you know the sides at the bottom there are, are really in it and battling to stay up. So I mean, a lot of teams can get dragged into it, and it's it's really important to pick up those wins. I think uh, so. The weekend was a great result, but again, Neil, it's a, a big result against one of the top teams after sort of perhaps uh, 
struggling against teams maybe around them or, or lower down in the table. Yeah, I think seasoned um, maidenhead watchers would say it's been this sort of typical week, really, in terms mm. of lose at home to fourth bottom, beat fourth yep. top. Um, albeit the Ebbsfleet game last Tuesday, um, Maidenhead should have won that game. <laughs> never mind, uh, never mind drawn it. There were plenty of really good chances, and that just felt like a real pivotal six-pointer. Um, you know, with Ebbsfleet being one of those teams um, just under the dotted line now, and they've lost their manager uh, this week as well. Um, the, the, the German manager Dennis Kutrieb has, has left. So that was his last win. He then went to Oxford City, who won. They weren't great results overall hmm. on Saturday elsewhere. So it was important. And it's one you look at and think, oh, blimey, we can't score against Ebb's Fleet. We haven't scored in four games. And um, the piece of magic from Sam Barrett um, wraps it up. And then we had, even later in the game, um, a player I'm sure has probably caught Josh's eye, um, Sam Beckwith, the other Sam, clear, making an unbelievable clearance off the line. It's those small margins, mm. like the game I saw last night, you know, uh, the Wokingham game. Wokingham score first, they could go on and win it. The, the solid whole game, I think, made it deserve to win overall. But without Sam's um, wonder strike and a bit of acrobatics at the end, it could easily be the other way around. So lots of work to do still. Big game on Saturday up at York. Yes. Um, so, you know, they're in and around it. And I think, you know, Avoiding defeat there is important, but there's work to do. They're in good shape, but other teams are starting to put a run together now. And the Kidderminster three in a row, I mean, that's that's sort of halfway towards really getting out of it, isn't it? If you can put runs like that together, um, you know, you, you, you've got a, a good chance. A new manager momentum there. So there's plenty to look at below us and um, and they can't afford to, to you know, to, to take it easy. It's, it's, it's still a tricky situation, but... Um, the play like they did Saturday, they'll have every chance. So, uh, fingers crossed they can keep that form up. Yep. Um, very good. And, yeah, we look forward to the uh, um, York game. That's got to be one of the uh, nicer places to visit in the National League, I, I presume, uh, Neil. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's a very nice stadium. All-seater. Lovely city as well. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it still feels like... Um, they still feel like cup ties to me, those big games against <laughs> Chesterfields and Yorks and uh, South Ends and teams like that. Um, it's great to visit um, those venues. And um, it, it's a double-edged sword, actually, with those kind of grounds, because last year we won at York uh, and the crowd, the locals were not happy. So there's <laughs> a big crowd in there. And, you know, if they're on top, it can become a bit of a cauldron. If you get ahead of them or, or frustrate them, um, they can uh, get on the team's back. So I'm hoping for the latter again on uh, Saturday and, and take something home after the game. That would be a, a, an important point to keep a team around us um, at arm's length, as it were. So a big game, I think, that one. Very much so. Um, OK, so uh, moving on again to uh, another side, another division. We're really covering a, a breadth of teams today, but um, one side that you've, uh, been watching quite closely, Joshua, is Slough Town this season. You were over at uh, Dover on Saturday, I believe. And uh, Slough have been going quite well, although uh, as typical in typical fashion, they've been on a great run and we bring you in just as they've uh, lost to uh, one of the weekends, unfortunately, against Dover. And then uh, obviously uh, a tough game away at Yeovil last night. But uh, 
overall, Slough uh, Slough looking uh, quite good in the National League South uh, over the past couple of months. Yeah, I think um, Scott Davis might think I'm a bit of an unlucky omen. I jump on the coach to Dover at the weekend and they they lose and then they <laughs> lost again. It's um, yeah, I, I mean look, they've had a, a great run recently. Obviously beating um, Maidstone, which obviously isn't easy as we've seen in the FA mm-hmm. Cup, and obviously a draw against Worthing. And you're thinking, wow, okay, well they've they've done the bits against the teams way above them. You know, Dover next, that's pretty comfortable, and Yeovil's a free hit. But I think this Dover result at the weekend might have impacted more than they'd sort of admit, really. I mean, going down there to the Crabble, I mean, it was such a dull affair for the first 20 minutes, I'll be honest. It was a really quite... A game that was played in the middle of the park. There was quite many chances. Um, you know, the, the ground's the same for both sides, right? It, it can't be an excuse made. But, you know, at Slough Town, there's a reason why they've got this lengthy unbeaten record at home. They're playing on a nice surface. The football's a lot nicer and suits the players they've got. But... Yeah, as I say, at the Crabble, I mean, it was just so hard for them to sort of get some shots off. And, and before you know it, it was, you know, a, 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 well, a couple of points dropped, right? That they've they've lost there and then wanted to move on quickly to, to last night against Yeovil. And by all accounts, I mean, they played pretty well against Yeovil um, and maybe should have got something at 2-1, maybe made it 2-1 and then who knows. But um, but yeah, I mean, they won't, be, they won't be panicking at the moment because they're, you know, if anything, looking at the playoffs, they won't admit that, but that's what their objective is. Then I don't think they'll get relegated this season. Mm. Definitely not now. If you look at the points gap between them and, and where they are, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's I guess they've got Scott Davis told me at the weekend. You know, they've got a pretty fully strength team now, and that they're blessed with the fact that they haven't got many Tuesday night matches, so they can go Saturday to Saturday using their strongest lineup, and that's that's something that yeah will have to be crucial if they are gonna sort of keep pushing up this up this league. So um yeah, disappointing a couple of results recently, but I've I've no you know, I've faith they'll bounce back and hopefully extend a bit of a lengthy home record this weekend. Yeah, you allude to this weekend. Uh, they've got a home game against Western Supermare, a side uh, pretty close to them in the table, I believe. Uh well, in fact, yeah, one place below one place and one point below them. So um the kind of sides you, you want to be picking up uh, points against, you want to be winning against at home. Um and uh, you know, pushing yourselves towards that uh, playoff uh, or those sort of six playoff places that are uh, up for grabs. There, um, do you? Uh, if I was to put you on the spot now, Joshua, would you uh, back them for a, a run into the playoffs? I know it's a, a tricky one to answer, but uh, they're yeah. looking fa- they've been looking fairly strong over the past couple of months. Yeah, I, you know, I I probably would because they have got you know a. a quite a strong team at the moment you know nobody, nobody looks unless something happened last night I'm not aware of they look like they haven't got many serious injuries mm-hmm. um and yeah they, they're going from Saturday to Saturday so they're going to have the opportunity to rest they're going to have the opportunity to work on a few things that have gone wrong in previous matches so I do I do bat them to go quite far but I mean it is dependent on all the results as well and, and like you said Saturday's huge you know if, if Western when they go I think they go above them yes um yeah and and if Slough when they get further further away from them, so yeah, they can. I think they will. I'd like to. I'd like to keep my fingers crossed and say they will break mm-hmm. it. Whether or not they'll go far in the playoffs remains to be seen, but it'll be an achievement nonetheless for for a team that only set out to really survive this season. You know, to to try and establish themselves in the league. They're gonna sort of to push promotion or be talked about reaching those sort of playoff spots is, is a bit of an achievement. 
Yeah, absolutely. There's only a couple of wins between them and Averley in fifth. So, mm. you know, it's uh, there's a lot of teams there. So, I mean, that's good and bad in a way. It, it, you know, a couple of wins will get you up there, but there's also a couple, a lot of teams that are sort of involved in that uh, playoff uh, picture. Um, uh, sorry, playoff picture. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, it's a tricky one. But, I mean, it, it, with the home form going as it is, they've got a chance, haven't they? So, uh yeah, and they and they have some. I mean, Johnny Goddard. I don't know if. Well, let's hope he'll be there at the end of the season. But he's hmm. he's been remarkable. So so yes. good amount of contributions he's had this season. So um, yeah, I mean, but he's not at the end of the day. He's not single handedly firing them to these playoff positions. It's a whole team effort. We saw last night. Dan Bayliss came up with a goal. <laughs> um, Temi, a waker formerly of Mainhead United, could have scored against Dover. He had some really good shots as they were pushing for a bit of a point at the weekend. But. Um, yeah, they just seem like a really well balanced side, and and um, they deserve to be where they are at the moment. Good, I think that's yeah. a good. I think that's a good shout. Well balanced, aren't they? I saw them at home against Maidstone a couple of weeks back, and I was impressed. I think they've they play at a good tempo. Um, they've got you know good outlets. Good, they play with good width. Um, the two centre halves, Bayliss and and uh, Temi, are going to head every ball away, and you know proper defenders. A good goalkeeper in Dan Lincoln, who's who's experienced. Um, I think that the the Dover game will just go down as you know one of those that happens during a season, doesn't it? And and Yeovil are, are home and hosed already practically at that the top of that division, so no disgrace in losing there. They do need to pick up some some points away from home, and that's gone a little bit awry recently. But they are absolutely invincible at home, aren't they? It's fifth, I believe it's fifteen unbeaten. Yeah, and I thought they looked by far the better side against Maidstone overall. Albeit Maidstone may have been looking at the Ipswich game um, the, the the following week potentially, but no, that's no excuse. It's um, a, a good win against the top uh, seven side. They'll, they'll definitely be in the playoff places, uh, Maidstone. And if they can, if they can win that, keep winning those home games and chip away and and get a bit bit of luck away from home and, and pick up some points. So I really like Goddard. I've seen him play at National League level. I think he's a really uh, handy uh, player. And I wouldn't say they're necessarily the complete package, but they are a, a good side and they have good balance. They play some decent stuff and they're going to be a handful. I don't think any team will think, oh, good, we're playing Slough. You know, they're, they're, uh, they're, they're, they've got something about them. I really like the left back as well. Uh, Tyrese Dice, I think he looks mm. uh, a very good uh, player as well. I think they've, they've got some talent there, and Davis is doing a he's doing a brilliant job. Well, on, on I've been asked about how the coach journey back was because after a loss, especially one that far south, you think, oh gosh, awkward coach back, a bit of a somber mood. But but the players are all, all in high spirits, you know. And I, I think that yeah. one goes down to the fact it wasn't a demolition. You know, they didn't go down there and get absolutely pumped four 0 or anything like that. But also because you know they know they can bounce back because they know that you know they're, they're guaranteed at this present time. I suppose you could say they're guaranteed a result on home turf, and then they'll think, well, actually, Yeovil, like Scott said, is a free hit. So you know if they got anything there, it would have been remarkable. But yeah, they'll probably look at this weekend and think, well, actually, guys, you know, we'll probably get something this weekend or got a very good chance of it. So yeah, there's no point being too down about a, a loss to. Uh, to Dover, who already beaten them early in the season anyway. So it's um, just one of them. What was great about the Maidstone game as well, there was 4,000 people, that's 4,000, 1,000 people in four figures. And, mm -hmm. and you just think, con considering what, what they've had in the relatively recent past of not playing in the town and slipping down, they were step four, weren't they, at some point? Rob, I think they were um, slipped down to 
to step four and we're playing yeah, outside yeah. of the town. Um, you know, a good vibrancy about the place, good support. You know, we know they've got a good fan base and a good pedigree from being in the, the National League back in the sort of 80s and 90s. So it just feels like there's a, a feel-good factor around the place. And Scott and uh, Ashley Smith, um, who's uh, uh, chairman there now, they're, 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 they're putting something good together. And look, it might not be this year, might not be next year, but they're going to be knocking on the door, I think, and, uh, and uh, you know, a team to watch over the next... Uh, the next few years, I think. Mm, absolutely. And it's good to see that sort of, you know, just building like season on yeah. season. Um, sure. And yeah, we spoke about it with perhaps with Hollyport in a similar way as sort of uh, a few uh, levels below that. But, uh, you know, it's good to see these teams that are sort of putting together something and building on it each season, which is, uh, you know, certainly what's happening at Slough. So it's uh, great to see. And uh, yeah, long may it continue. <clears throat> Uh, well, before we look ahead to, oh, actually, there's a couple of things uh, uh, left on the agenda. But uh, before we look ahead to uh, the weekend's games, we've just been talking about a side who's got a, a great home record. Um, well, uh, we just want to touch on another side who got a fantastic home record, but their unfortunately their away record has really let them down at the moment, which is Bracknell Town, um, sort of mid-table in the Southern Premier League South at the moment. Uh, but their recent home form has been pretty good. They've uh, taken, I believe it's uh, 28 points for their last 12 games at home. Uh, but away from home, uh, they haven't, they've only taken uh, one point in their last eight games. So really, really struggling on the road. And in fact, one of the worst teams in the division on the road. Um, Neil, how, I'll come to you first on this one. Um, it's really odd when you see these sort of, Big differences between mm. um, uh, home form and away form. We've just spoken about Slough having a, a really good pitch at home, you know, the artificial surface, uh, something that um, uh, perhaps lead, perhaps could lead to a, a good home form as, as Slough are experiencing. Um, do you think that's playing into uh, the results here? Because Bracknell being very good at uh, home, perhaps on the surfaces that aren't quite as uh, uh, neat and tidy as you get at uh, Bottom Meadow? Yeah. Uh, struggling a little bit. Is it as simple as that, or is, is there something more to it, do you think? I think there's probably a little bit of that, isn't there? But it, uh, it might be slightly psychological as well. Do, you know, don't forget that the manager's not been there long either, has he? So there's still yeah. a little bit of transition. But there's some of those away f- results have been a little bit sticky, haven't they? It was Hayes yeah. last night who have been without a win for a while, and they were in the bottom four. So that's one you think, oh, blimey, that's uh, that's okay. Only 3 2. It's not like they've been hammered. No, but before that, they got um, well beaten at uh, Beaconsfield recently, didn't they? Which was yes. one I think they were um, probably expecting a bit better out of, you know, well beaten, you know, in terms of, you know, 3 0, I think, scoreline in that one. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're not pretty results, are they, on the face of things? And they're in that kind of limbo of, oh, you know, if we put two or three wins together, we're right on the cusp of the playoffs well they're not doing it are they they're, they're getting mm. their home results and uh struggling away from home so yeah it could be a, a, a few factors there it, it could be perhaps uh you know that they're, they're used to playing on um the, the, the good meadow uh the good that's good service at bottom meadow and they've they've uh go to other places less familiar it becomes psychological again i think and um and again i do think the manager you know he's finding his feet isn't he i know he's been in, in, involved he's not new to the club but he's um He's um he's, he's he's finding his feet in terms of being number one there. So it's probably a combination of things. It could be a season for them of a bit of transition. It's hard when you change management halfway through a season. There's normally a reason for that somewhere, isn't there? So yeah, you know that would suggest a side that's not quite where it needs to be. 
But, you know, they, they're certainly a, a sort of top eight or top ten side, I think, Rob. I've not seen them this season, mm. so um, I can't comment on, um, you know, the, the qualities they have and, and what they don't have. Um, but, you know, on, on paper, they look perhaps a bit too inconsistent for the playoffs. Yeah, maybe. I've, I've seen them a couple of times, but actually I have to say not since they've changed their manager. So, uh, you know, there's probably going to be quite a few differences uh, yeah. uh, to how they play and how they line up now. Um yeah, you're exactly right there in that limbo stage. And perhaps a, a team in, in a bit of transition. They did so well last season to get to second in the league and, uh, you know, miss out on perhaps the automatic promotion fairly late on. Um, that was, I think that was such an overachievement almost that yeah. this is sort of maybe, I don't know, just f- try to find their feet at step three a little bit and just sort of leveling out. Um, yeah, I, I think... Yeah. As well, you know, there's a little bit of uncertainty behind the scenes now with with, with yep. the chairman's sort of um, uh, you know position, and uh, although he's, I'm sure, you know, fully committed as long as he's there. Um, another one they lost that was Didcot, wasn't it? So I was just yes. thinking, so it's really some some really difficult results away from home, as you as you as you say. Um, yeah, I think um, it's almost they're a victim of their own success, aren't they? Because that, yeah. that brilliant season last year, FA Cup run, that was a great night against Ipswich. I thoroughly enjoyed getting along to that one. Playoff final was agonising, wasn't it? Um, course, we were all hoping yeah. they would get up to step two, which would have been absolutely brilliant locally. Um, so perhaps, um, you know, supporters and people connected could be a little disappointed because of how well they did last year. Football doesn't work like that, does it? There's no, no. smooth kind of trajectory. Things will happen. Things will change. So, you know, there's no reason why I should write the season off. No. 100%. They're, 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 um, they're, they're well up there. And, you know, if they, if they do suddenly click away from home, they're um, they're right in it. Um, and I'm sure they'll be right in it until sort of March, April. But whether they can, whether they can put that run together um, remains to be seen. Absolutely, yeah. A lot of teams we're looking at at this moment, and yeah, you know, it's an interesting time of season just to see how how these teams perform, sort of uh, across the board, really across the steps. And uh, thinking, you know, there's a few that could go up, or you know, maybe get sucked in the other way, or, or start drifting. So yeah, it's 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 interesting to see, and you hope that these sides will actually start putting a run together, and uh, you know, push for the playoffs or push for promotion or whatever it is they um they uh, intend to do. So uh, yeah. Another one to watch. Um, but last thing we uh, had to talk about before we uh, just uh, briefly look ahead to the weekend's games is the uh, Maidenhead women's side. Sadly, out of the uh, cup at the weekends, that was, oh, you're going to have to help me with the name of the cup here. Uh, it's Neil. the FA Women's National League Plate. That's the one, quite, yeah. Quite a, length, quite, quite a mouthful. So that's kind of a, they have a league cup. Um, they have like a determining round as to whether you go into the league cup or the league play. It's quite a good system, really, because it gives more more cup games and more more fixtures. Um, yeah, the women had a good run of it, but uh, unfortunately, it came to an end at the, at the weekend. Um, they they beat Celsi and they beat uh, Haywards Heath to get to the quarterfinals. Um, we got a good crowd in at York Road for that one. We had well over a hundred people in. Um, but it, it was again frustration. I think is the word there. I think Ed was, uh, Ed, our, our manager was a little frustrated. Just one of those where there weren't chances, um, you know, really either way. And and uh, Cambridge United took it with a uh, with a penalty kick um, midway through the second half. And it was always going to be one of those uh, ones sort of just, uh, sort of um, decided by a, you know a moment of uh, 
uh, you know, a little mistake leading into a under hit back pass and the goalkeeper was committed and, and the, the penalty was, you know, a no brainer and was scored. So that was, that was the run over, which is a shame for Ed and the team. Uh, they were really looking forward to it. Again, you know, I've said this before on, on the pod, um, the way the fixtures work out in women's football at that level, they don't have the consistency in fixtures as, mm-hmm. as, as you would in men's football at, at sort of, um, you know, tier four. Um, that's only their second game of, of the calendar year. And I think it must be hard to get a, a momentum going. And um, they, they've been free scoring. So it was an unusual blank um, for them. Um, but they've got some big games coming up. You know, they, they need still some more points on the board to make sure they stay at that level. Um, they've got to go to Porter's Head on Sunday, and they got a, um, a result that was uh, a very positive one for them against a high-flying Moneyfields team. So that, on paper, would be one we'd look at, perhaps, and need, need to get something out of. But they're clearly they're clearly a decent side if they can get a, something out of Moneyfields. Then a home game the following Sunday against Bridgewater. So I think they just have to forget about Cups now and mm-hmm. uh, sort of shrug that off, put that behind them. Uh, one that got away perhaps um, uh, Cambridge drew a home match against Barnsley in the semi-finals. That would have been fantastic. But there you go. It's uh, what if, and that's what that was, that's what football is sometimes, isn't it? The what ifs. So uh, one that got away, perhaps. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Josh, you've been uh, watching the Maidenhead women's side a little bit over the uh, course of the season. Um, we've been talking about them on the pod as being sort of much improved. Is that how you see it this season and what do you think they can uh, potentially achieve over the next few weeks in the league? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, w- watching them from afar, I, I guess, I mean, and perhaps not going to as many games as we would like. But yeah, like like Neil said, I mean, the consistency, unfortunately, isn't there for them. I think what Neil, before they lost, at the, uh, you know, recently, was it sort of 7th of January they played when they won 8-0 against? Yeah. So, so you're looking at that and you're thinking, what a bloody good win they had against Chelsea there and you're thinking mm. oh well they're gonna bounce and you know next result will be a good one because you know it can be full of confidence again I mean I mentioned it multiple times during this podcast but confidence is such a big thing in football and especially I feel like in in women's football as well they want yeah. to sort of impress and they want to you know the crowds that come see them but but to have that break between that league match and that cup match or the plate match recently probably didn't do them any good I know I know it was a narrow victory but so yeah I mean to answer your question I think that they will do good things this season Ed Jackson Norris seems like a really good guy really good manager really good coach for the for the girls and, and, and the guys playing there but um yeah we'll, we'll wait and see I suppose it's just whether they can get a bit of a run of matches together and build a bit of momentum and um yeah see where that takes them I guess hmm. absolutely they've got a few games against teams Sort of like you mentioned, uh, Neil, uh, kind of around them in the table. Yeah. Porter's head a point ahead. The Bridgewater, uh, maybe five ahead, but also having played games more than uh, Moneyfields, uh, you know, fifth compared to Maidenhead's ninth. So, you know, op- uh, chances to sort of uh, put some points on the board, I guess. Uh, or Moneyfields might be a, a very tricky one, but the other two for sure are uh, chances to get a few more points on the board. And uh, yeah, when that happens, you can sort of hope to maybe push into the top half of the table, I think, and uh, yeah. maybe that's sort of what what eye of what they've got. Um, uh, they've got what eye on that for the rest of the season, would you say? That was Ed's um, pre-season um, sort of challenge to his team. I want us to be a mid-table team. They've been even before he came. They were a side that would stay up uh, by default. You stay up for deserving to stay up, but they would. 
they would need to put to, to get a little end of seasons run. Mm. I remember one season they had to win their last two games, and they did so and stayed up. Um, so it's, it's that kind of thing where they, uh, they've they been used to being a, a struggling side in a really tough league, where there's some sides that are able to put some real money into it, which is great for women's football. Um, but in terms of uh, in terms of their ambitions, I think he'd be happy with middle of the table, and they're kind of on course to do it. But proof is in the pudding; they've got to win um, some of these games against the teams kind of in the bottom half, and uh, and see where they're at in maybe a month's time. Absolutely. Yeah, well, again, more teams to look forward to and uh, look uh, look at in the uh, Berkshire system over the uh, next few months. If you're looking to get a game uh, to a game, there's always uh, some intrigue this time of season, whether it's a relegation battle or or teams looking to improve on previous seasons. There's always a narrative somewhere uh, that you can pick that out and some great football to watch on Saturdays and Sundays. And with that in mind, uh, Joshua, are you you at a game this weekend? Or if not, is there a particular game that you like the look of and you sort of advise people to go to uh, over the course of the weekend? So I I think there's there's a choice of two here. I think Virginia Water, Flackwell Heath. I think that that'd be quite... Good choice. Yeah. Flackwell Heath are a team we cover um, at the paper and they just recently lost in a bit of a top-of-the-table clash in their league. Um... And so they'll want to bounce back pretty quickly because they'll want to get, you know, establish that second place and, and promotion for themselves this season. The other one, obviously, being Slough Town West of Supermare, like you said earlier, it's a, it's a battle in the middle of the table. Whoever wins that, you know, it's beneficial to both sides, isn't it? One, one can leapfrog the other, one could move away from the other a bit further. So, yeah, that's that's what I have my eye on right now. And it'd be interesting to see if Slough Town can extend this formidable league run to or formidable home you run to something like 16 matches. So, yeah, they're the two I have my on at the moment. Absolutely. Uh, Neil, um, uh, you'll be up at York, I presume. Uh, a, a big game for Maiden there, there for sure. But uh, with that one um, sort of taken for granted, uh, taken as read, is there anything else this season you'd, uh, oh, sorry, this season, this weekend, you'd like to sort of highlight in terms of uh, games that people should look out for? Hopefully I'll go down and watch our uh, women play at Portishead on Sunday. That's a big game for them, but we've yes. said um, enough about um, about uh, Maidenhead on this uh, this pod, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I think it's a big one for Wokingham, isn't it? As we said, they, they're, they're at Chalfont St. Peter. Um, I'd be interested to see how they, I think if I was going anywhere, uh, had a free afternoon, I think I'd have a look at that one. I think that they need to start getting some wins now. Um, you know, Chalfont is one they'll need to... Uh, to to um to target and I think um I think that's an important game for them I think they need to get something out of that one to set them up for the for the games uh, coming up so that would that would probably be on my list I think Tom have you, are you going anywhere uh, I'm I'm going to uh, Inter Milan versus Juventus in oh. San Siro so slightly, <laughs> slightly different uh, slightly different vibe to the uh, uh, games we're mentioning at the moment so yeah. It's slightly different. But yeah, um, I'd probably, if it was up to me, I'd probably look at um, we a division we haven't mentioned, the Combined Counties Division 1. Uh, there's a lot of Berkshire interest in the promotion chase there. Amersham are sort of a little bit away from it uh, with that top spot. The playoff places, there's currently three Berkshire-linked sides in the playoffs and one just outside. And the team in second is Berks County, and they're hosting Amersham this okay. weekend at oh, uh, Ascot. Yeah. So Berks County, Amersham. First, uh, second hosting first. Um, 
if Bucks County have got any aspirations to charge down, uh, chase down Amersham, that's uh, a game they'll be looking to get all three points. Uh, you have to cancel spend. your flight tickets, Tom. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, yeah, I'll, uh, uh, well, I'm only going out Sunday morning, so, I, you know, if I'm, uh, if I've uh, done enough chores around the house, maybe I'll uh, <laughs> get the chance to go out on Saturday as well. Good. Very good indeed. Well, um, that's about it from us this week. Um, of course, if there's any other fixtures you want to go and see, please uh, head down to the uh, Football in Berkshire web, uh, website. We've got a full list of all the games in Berkshire and uh, you can take your pick from anything, uh, from all the fixtures, home or away, involving Berkshire sides. Um, but apart from that, please uh, check us out on all the usual social media channels. Uh, just search for Football in Berkshire across uh, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, YouTube and so on. And you will find us there. But um, with that, uh, we are ending this podcast. Thank you very much for listening. And I have to say thank you very much to my two guests for joining us this week. Um, Joshua from the Mainland Advertiser. Thank you uh, very much for joining. Thank you for having me, Rob. Appreciate it. Of course, anytime. And uh, thank you, Neil, for joining us. As again, always good to get your insight on local football and Maidenhead more specifically. So thank you very yeah, much. Thanks, for Rob. Us. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. And uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. And we will be back again with a new pod episode next week. So until then, goodbye. <laughs>